And every day, I practice martial arts. All right, everyone. Well, today on the Kung Fu Genius, I have a very special episode for you guys. Rather than me talking to Trey or Mikey or interviewing anyone in the world of Bruce Lee or Kung Fu, today we're going to do something a little bit different. And I brought on a teacher to teach you guys a little bit about how to pronounce uh, Wing Chun terminology and also terminology related to Bruce Lee in Cantonese properly. Some of you guys have asked me to help you with your Cantonese pronunciation, but I speak Cantonese at the level of a three-year-old. It doesn't really make sense for me to teach you anything. Just because I could say a few words, it makes much more sense for me to have a actual teacher from China who actually can speak proper Cantonese to teach you this. And before we get started, just want to remind you guys, the best way to support the Kung Fu Genius podcast is on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Kung Fu Genius. For as little as $5 a month, you can support your favorite Kung Fu podcast and get access to episodes early and higher levels of support. We'll give you different goodies, including a private episode with me and my Instagram subscriber reels absolutely included. So, in any case, let's go ahead and get started. So today I have a very special guest. I have Gloria from Dope Chinese. Very nice to meet you. Hello, all audience of the Kung Fu Genius. I'm Gloria from Dope Chinese with Gloria. And I'm a teacher. I offer Cantonese and Mandarin lessons online to the people who are interested in Cantonese or Chinese culture. So if you would like to know Cantonese culture more, you can book a lesson for me. And I'm also from Fasan Boshan, AKA the capital of Chinese Kung Fu. Nice to meet you here. And I'm so excited to do this podcast with you, Alice. I have lots of students who are interested in Kung Fu, but I don't know, uh, I don't have lots of knowledge about Kung Fu. Yeah, that's totally fine. Um, you know, uh, it's actually very cool that yeah, not only are you a, a Chinese teacher in both Mandarin and Cantonese, but that you come from Fatsan, which is like you said, kind of the birthplace and one of the most famous uh, uh, places for Chinese Kung Fu, especially in the South. Our patriarch, uh, the late Grandmaster Yip Man is from Fatsan. Of course, everyone knows Wong Feihong is also from Fatsan. Many Kung Fu styles come from there. So it's really, really cool to have you on. By the way, if people are interested in taking lessons with you online, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? They could just contact me from uh, Dub Cantonese or Dub Chinese, or I have already have my link. Maybe it will be on the description box, right? Sure, sure. So you're on Instagram and you also have a YouTube channel. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Dub Chinese right. with Garia. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. So, um, you know, most of my uh, listeners, most of the people who watch the Kung Fu Genius podcast are either Wing Chun practitioners or they are fans of Bruce Lee or they are both. So most of the terminology that I uh, want to go over with you will be related to Wing Chun and Bruce Lee and maybe some general Kung Fu terms in there. So I used to have a, uh, uh, an, a podcast a few years ago and uh, my partner, he practiced Jeet Kune Do, you know, Bruce Lee's martial art, but he was from Staten, he was from Staten Island. And every time he said Jeet Kune Do, he said chicken dough. <laughs> it sounded like he's saying chicken and dough, like fried dough. And we used to always laugh at him. So before we get started, I think the very first term, even though we'll do the Bruce Lee terms a little bit later, is could you tell the audience how to properly pronounce Jeet Kune Do? So just pronounce Jeet, Jeet is the sixth tone. Jeet Kune is like the fifth. Do is, I think Do here, it means like the knowledge. Yeah, it means like it means like the way. So so you say you just you just mentioned about tone. So I think this is something interesting for our uh, listeners because obviously Cantonese, like Mandarin, has different tones. Could you maybe just very quickly explain a little bit about what the tones are like, or maybe what they sound like? The differences between the six tones. Um, actually, uh, we have light tone, but actually like six tones, there are longer tone and then three of them is a short, short of the, this. So we have like a one to six tone, it will sound like fun is high tone, fun is, is the raising tone, fun is like sleep, fun, fun, really lowest tone. 
and fun, uh, like angry fun, like 一份笑一份叉笑一份叉笑 and then there is one to six tone. It's like that. So and then we also have seven to nine. It would be like fat fat fat, which is equal to one three six tone. And but that one is shorter. Interesting. You know, I I always wondered about the nine tones because、uh, you know most Cantonese books will teach you the six, and they say sometimes like the the other three are a little bit difficult to tell the difference. But that was actually the first time I ever heard someone explain all nine. That was really interesting. So、um, I think for for Westerners, they have to understand that if they pronounce these terms, they have to use it in the correct tone or pitch. Otherwise. The word it it can mean a different word, right? And I think that 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 sometimes can create some some very funny moments if if、uh, if you use the wrong tone. And when I started learning Cantonese, I was always worried about saying the wrong tone, so I was always very shy to say things because I didn't want to say it in the wrong tone.、Um, so yeah, that that's interesting. Okay, so now let's get started with some of the Wing Chun terminology. So first one I want to start off is. How, is how do we properly pronounce the term Wing Chun? Yeah, just pronounce like Wing Chun. Wing Chun. Chun is like the spring. Chun Tin is spring. Yeah, Chun Wing Chun.、Right. Mm. So the so the wing is is a wing is what six. It's also six tone, right? And then Chun is first tone, right? Yes, Wing yeah. Chun. Yeah. All But, right.、Uh, so it goes I, low I and high. I don't know、high. why it goes in this way. Sorry.、Uh-huh. I mean. I don't know why it calls like that because Wing Chun Wing literally means like to prize to uh like sing like write a poetry Chun is spring it seems like to write a poetry to uh sing about to prize the spring so I don't know、right. why it's related to Wing Chun is there was any yeah. yeah any meaning well so according to legend Wing Chun is the name of the founder of the style so it was a lady's name. Uh, so it was originally the the name of the the founder, and her name was Wing Chun, and she taught it to her husband, and her husband named it after her, Wing Chun Kun, like Wing Chun's fist. But of course,、uh, it's very difficult to know if the story is true or not.、Um, there is also another style that is related to us, but the wing they use is the forever or eternal, you know, Wing Chun. The forever and and yeah and so there is some controversy whether、uh, maybe one person changed it or the other one changed it so it's not entirely clear.、Uh, the history is of、um, the history is another podcast altogether. But yeah, it's it's based on the name of a woman. That is the story behind it. Now、um, we we did it quickly with tikundo,、um, but the term for fist or kun, a lot of Westerners say. Kun or kun, and and can you have maybe help、uh, the pronunciation on the word fist a little bit? Just like kun, kun is the fourth tone. Kun, yeah. What what they what what they pronounce? So they usually say kun or kuen because when they read the the like the the、oh, spelling, they, yeah, they they're not sure like is it kuen or they also have the same problem with the name like Leung, like the surname Leung. They go Leung because they read the L E and then the U N G seven seven Leung or Kuen, right? They'll say like Leung or Kuen or something like that, right? But this is not the way it's pronounced. Yeah, I guess because you know the terms of the Wing Chun or all these Chinese words is from another relation. Relations, yeah. It's another a and y is e and u i is un. So come together is kun four tone kun. It's the lowest tone. All right, awesome, awesome. Now another very important pronunciation is the name of our grandmaster, the famous master Wing Chun Yip Man. So maybe you can uh, uh, explain the tone a little bit. Also, there's a little bit of confusion because、uh, for most of Yip Man's uh, 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 story, it was usually spelled in English. At least we spell Y I P. But then in the last thirty years or so. His sons decided to spell it I P, and that means a lot of people say Ip Man, and so that is another very common mispronunciation of his name. So how should they say that name? 
Because you know, in Chinese, no matter Mandarin or Cantonese, we pronounce the the Y and I is the same pronunciation is E. So it's come together, it will be yip. But I have some students, they will have problem, like they will always say yip. They will always pronounce a P really loud, but you don't need to. No matter there is T behind or, or M behind, you don't need to pronounce that loud. Just yip, yip, close your mouth. Yes, yip, man, yip, man. Yeah, and yes, then it will yes. comes to, it will comes to six tone. Both of them is six tone, yip, man. Mm. Right, right. That's a very good point that the the finals on a lot of Cantonese words, like if it ends in P or T, should not be pronounced very strongly. They should be done like a little more soft. And I think they, uh, that was a, a very, very good point. Yes. Um, okay, good, good. Glad that we cleared that up. Um, the next one is the name of the first form in Wing Chun, which uh, means the little idea or Siu Nim Tao. So let's go and hear that pronunciation. It will pronounce Siu Nim Tao. Siu Nim Tao. Siu uh, is like small. Nim, I think, I don't know what's Nim inside, but Nim has lost meaning in Cantonese. It means like miss somebody, think of something, it's like that. Tao is like hat. Siu Nim Tao. Yes. What's that mean, actually? So uh, it's the name of the first form. Most Wing Chun people translate it to mean uh, a little idea or the first little idea. So uh, because it is the first form and it's very basic, we're teaching the student the, the, the first idea of this new martial art that they are learning. Um, but there's another question in there, and I get this question a lot, of course, uh, I know because I've traveled to Hong Kong many times, so I know there's always a little bit of a problem when they spell these words. For example, Siu Nim Tao, we spell with an N, but many Cantonese pronunciation, they will just say Lim Tao, like they have a lazy way. Instead of saying it with an N, especially those from Hong Kong, um, can you maybe explain that a little bit that sometimes some Cantonese speakers change the N sound at the beginning of the word to an L because that always confuses Westerners when they try to learn really? this language. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So so in here it's like lots of young people or yeah, I think mostly it's young people. They would like to uh, have a lazy pronunciation. So sometimes they would change the N and L because for us, L is more easy to pronounce. Like la, la, and if pronounce N is a little bit difficult. It's na, na. A little bit difficult right so that's why lots of people they will have a lazy pronunciation um actually if you watch my video um like carefully you will find that sometimes if i speak really fast or do, when i do the rock so sometimes i will make these mistakes i think um we don't need to like be really serious like oh you're wrong like n is wrong l is wrong because you know um lots of language we have um long history and then uh like in the end it will keep to not like improve it's like follow our steps so it's i think it's okay to pronounce l or n but just don't pronounce it like um in a confusing way it's okay mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think I think for the Westerners, the confusing part is because they don't read Chinese and they don't speak it. They just see the one Sifu writes it with an N, oh. the other Sifu writes it with an L, and then they think maybe this means something else or maybe it's a different word because it's not standardized. So I just wanted to let people know that it's the same thing. It's just different way to to pronounce it. Um, so okay, now, yes. Go ahead. So, so I think maybe it's better that for people to learn a little bit Cantonese or sorry, to learn a little bit characters, it would be better because it yes. will let them to, yeah, let them to know more inches of Chinese and no more like Kung Fu as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So now we come to the name of the second form in Wing Chun, Cham Kyu. So uh, how do we, how do we say that? Um, tam kiu. Tam literally means like look for kiu. It's like bridge. So yep. tam kiu for me, it means like look for bridge. But yes, <laughs> yes. So I I don't know what is that. What's that move? Is there is a bridge or look like bridge? <laughs> so that is the name of the second form. And you know, in kung fu, uh, the the arm can be called the bridge, 
and the connection between your arm and your opponent's arm can also be the bridge. So when you make contact with your opponent's arm, you are creating the bridge. So this teaches you the basic bridge arms in Wing Chun. So interesting. And you know, um, actually, I'm not sure have you heard this TV show before. So there is a TV show made by TVB and actually the name is Tip Ma Cham Kyu. Tip Ma Cham Kyu. It talk about some Kung Fu stuff inside. Yes. Or have you watched that TV show? I, have, I haven't seen it. I usually don't watch too much TVB. I used to watch some TVB back in the day, but I haven't watched much TVB in the last 10 years. <laughs> So I'm a little I'm a little out of date. <laughs> Me too. But that one is but that one was uh, out in uh, 2010. So okay. It's, it's okay. like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Sure, so you sure, can watch sure. that one. Yeah. It sounds, interesting. It sounds interesting. It's related to Tom Q. And at that yes. time, I was I was thinking about oh, is that they were looking for someone who is called Q? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting me notice. I, I always find it interesting when uh, non-Kung Fu people who speak Chinese uh, read these words because, of course, Kung Fu people have like a different idea behind it because we practice it. But I always find it interesting when people who know Chinese but they do not do Kung Fu, when they read these words, what, what they think they mean because it's, it's, uh, it, it, it gives really good insight into the technique. So now we have the third form in Wing Chun. This one is called Biuji. Uh, so... This is a very famous one because it's a very advanced form in Wing Chun. Uh, so how do we uh, pronounce that one correctly? Mm. Biu, biu, um, here it means like target, right? Like mok biu, mok biu, it mm -hmm. means target. Uh, zi mm -hmm. is our finger. So biu zi, for me, I think it's like target finger. Is uh -huh. that what it means? Uh, usually they translate it to thrust the finger or point the finger or shoot the finger forward because the, the form has a lot of this type of movement in there. That one so, would be head. Yes. <laughs> so they, we, we point the finger and shoot the finger forward. There's a lot of open hand movements in the ah. beauty form. Yeah, yeah. So the point is on the, the, the finger. Yes, 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 yes. Very good. So what if you could transport back in time for a front row seat into the life and legacy of one of the most respected Wing Chun masters in history? Gong Sao Wong, a tribute, direct students on Sifu Wong Shunung offers you just that. Through a series of exclusive conversations, 25 direct students share anecdotes, reflections, and personal stories offering in-depth understanding of the man behind the legend. Order your copy today across 12 Amazon marketplaces with free shipping. I absolutely love this book and I think you'll find it an indispensable part of your collection. I can't recommend it enough. Get yours today. Go to Amazon, type in Gong Sao Wong, and there you go. Okay, and now we come to maybe one of the most famous things in Wing Chun, which is the wooden dummy or the Mu Yan Zhong. So uh, how do we properly say that one? First is like Mu Yan. Mu is like the wood. Yan is people. Mu Yan is quite easy. And the other one is a little bit difficult is Zhong. Zhong is the O E O N G is on on so it will be Zhong Mo Yan Zhong Mo Yan Zhong. Right. Uh, I have a question about this one. So yes. is that all Kung Fu from the southern from the southern China? They will uh, have this one, the Mo Yan Zhong. Uh, yes, so many southern kung fu styles have the mu yang zhong, but uh, they sometimes they look a little different. So the the one that we use in Wing Chun with the three arms and the one leg, this is mostly just for Wing Chun. But some other styles use a similar one. But some other kung fu styles like choi lei fat, they have a very different looking wooden dummy. The arms are much longer, and and the shape of the oh, dummy yeah. is different. You know, yeah, actually, so, I have visit visit that one, the choi lei fat. Uh, it's called um, Hong Hong Seng Hong Hong Seng Hong Seng yeah, yeah, Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, they have a long history, and I have been there before. It's super wow. cool. I think everyone yeah. should go there. Yeah. Yeah. It's nearby. Yeah. It's nearby Zhou Miu. Yeah. You should. Very right. cool. Yeah. And then I see that, yeah, that Mok Yan Zhong, they, they are a little bit longer. Yeah. Thanks to let me know that. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's mostly a Southern Kung Fu thing. Not all Southern styles have it, but many of them do. Uh, usually the Northern Kung Fu styles don't use the Mok Yan Chong. 
Um, okay, so now we come to the first weapon technique in Wing Chun, which has a very interesting name, the six and a half point pole. This is the Lok Dim Bun Guan. So can you talk a little bit about that pronunciation? So Lok, Lok is number six, Lok. Mm, dim. Remember that is the rising tongue. It will be dim. Uh, literally means like point. Bun, bun is like uh, half. Guan, guan is another meaning for a stick. Stick. So lok yes. dim bun guan. For me, I would say lok dim bun is either about like six like six thirty about the time. <laughs> so I guess oh, is that the guan? Is that the kun or the guan that we need to practice? Oh, at uh, 6.30 a.m. That's what I think. Right, so right. That yeah, that one is really funny. Uh, uh, the first time I uh, I, I met a Cantonese speaker who looked at that, he, he told me, he said, is that the 6.30 poll? <laughs> and and uh, so, uh, no, uh, actually, this is an, another thing that's a little controversial in Kung Fu because um, if you ask five different Wing Chun Sifu why it's called Lok Dim, they, they will give you five different answers. So um, some people say because there are six full movements and one half movement in the form. Other people say because we we do the Piu Long Cheng six times and then we have a circle. So the circle is the half movement. So oh. it's, it's, it's actually not agreed upon. Um, you know, the Wing Chun people are always arguing about which one is right, which one is wrong. And um, even in the Yip Man uh, family, uh, like I said, if you ask five different Sifu, why is it called Lok Dim Bun Guan? You will get five different answers. So um, uh, it's it's not entirely clear. I mean, I have my own ideas, but uh, uh, of course, m m there may be other Sifu who disagree with me. So uh, I I'm not... Um, totally convinced one way or another which what the correct reason is so it but uh, like 6 30 poll is funny yes yeah it seems like wing chun is like a book everyone has their answer from the book <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, it's true i mean and also the you know after yip man passed away in 1972 you know all of his students they went out to teach all over the world and then all of them are always arguing with each other about which one is right which one is wrong and this is part of the culture of uh, our martial art, unfortunately. Uh, so we have the now the second and the final weapon that we use in uh, in Wing Chun. This also has a, a name with a number in it, the Ba Zhang Dou. Uh, so uh, yeah, go ahead and, and, and talk about that one. So Ba is like number eight, Zhang. Zhang is like chop and Dou is like the life. Uh, so just remember that one is means chop. So we will always uh, say zam liu, zam liu. So if we visit someone's place, we will always also with zam some tassel uh, to someone's place as the how to say in English. As, uh, you you talk about tassel like tassel like the, the pork. Zam tassel. Yeah, yeah, zam Yeah, to to chop the the roast pork. Yeah. Yeah. So. This means chop, zam, it means chop. So yes. I guess is that weapon just have to chop eight, eight times to the <laughs> enemy? It, 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 it's also similar to the problem of the pole. So um, the, the different Sifu, they disagree on this a little bit. The form, the technique has eight parts. And so some people say, okay, because the form has eight parts, other people say because the form teaches you to fight against eight different types of weapon. Your opponent can have a pole or a knife or a flexible weapon. Other people say it's because you, you repeat four times one side, four times the other, so you do eight times. Uh, so again, uh, it, everyone disagrees a little bit on the reason why it's called uh, that. And um, also, uh, Yip Man did not teach the, this technique to many of his students. So that's also part of the reason why I think there are many disagreements about why it's called that. I have a question. It's like yes. when, when you like teach the student about the Wing Chun, when you use this weapon, do you have to use the real life? Like it's sharp, sharp, it's sharp uh -huh. or not? Uh, no, that's a, that's a really good question. Uh, so um, nowadays uh, we, we have a little bit more of an advantage over the old days because 
we usually teach the students to use the 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 real knife like the metal one to do the form and to do the basic training but when they practice with a partner we use a plastic one that way we don't that way we don't kill our partner <laughs> yeah yeah so right. so so we, we use we use some some safe equipment for the for the partner practice but for the solo practice you can use the real knife just make sure you don't cut yourself when you do it um, so what so what about if we go to um the match like the kung fu match mm -hmm. so you usually usually we won't have a match with these weapons unless uh, unless someone is really ready to die <laughs> okay so if we if we practice it in the school um I have some plastic ones and we also have ones made out of foam. So if you hit, it really doesn't hurt. And then the students can can test each other out a little bit without getting hurt, without getting cut. But really, there's no way to to do this in a contest unless you had special padding and special equipment. Uh, it's not like fist fighting. You know, if, if you hit me, maybe I get a, a bloody nose or maybe you knock me out. But if you touch me with a knife one time, then the fight is over. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so now um, we did the forms. Now I want to talk about some of the, the techniques, the very famous techniques. Uh, the first one is the famous uh, type of training method. We have qi sao, the sticking hand. So how do we say that one correctly? Qi literally means like stick, like stick to some, something. Um, we will always say like qi xin, qi xin, it means crazy. Yes, <laughs> someone is teasing. It's like their yes. why. Yeah, their why is like, it's like our nerves of our head is like they are stick together, so they're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right, so right, sao, right. uh sao it means hand. So for me, like qi sao, it seems like your hand has to be sticky. So it's yes. like that one. I know that one, right? Yes, like, yes, yes. Hmm. Yeah. So of course, usually we're actually sticking with the arm. Um, so I had a question. Um, in Cantonese or in Chinese in general, sometimes uh, there seems to be the idea that, okay, the hand, of course, means so, but, but, but sometimes they call the whole arm is also so, is that correct? Yeah. 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 We, so that can be confusing. We don't, we don't right? really say a lot about it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, so that's why like this one is so wound or, or this one is so down. Yeah. Sometimes we uh -huh. talk about this, but yeah, but I say, oh, I hurt my arm. I would not like the whole arm. I would just say like, uh, yeah, we would just, we would not like a specific, specific like the hand. Right, right, right. Yeah, that can be conf confusing in English because, you know, um, uh, usually when I translate this for my students, I don't say sticking hands. I actually say sticking or clinging arms so that the students know they're supposed to use the arm of course we can use our hand but we're not really sticking with our hands we're really sticking with the arm but because in chinese they the old seaf would just say hand they for everything they just say hand so then sometimes people think that it's it's literally with the hands although it's it's actually really with the arms uh okay all right so now the next one <laughs> this one is like it would be chibei. Qibei, Xiaobei, right? Do we say this? Yeah, Xiaobei. Yeah, right. Yeah. We sound kind so of strange, weird. right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's weird for us. Yeah. Mm. Okay, now the next one uh, is Pa Xiao. Pa Xiao. Can you talk about this one? Mm, so Pa is like clap, Pa Xiao, clap hand. So I don't know what's yes. that. It's like just clap <laughs> hand. It sounds weird. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that does sound funny because the first time I told this to a, a Chinese person that this was oh this is a technique we do in Wing Chun, they said, uh, but it just means to clap your hands, right? Uh, and I thought, uh, okay, well actually this is a, a movement we use our hand, but we use it to to slap our opponent's arm when we hit at the same time. So we try to make that slapping sound on our partner's arm when we go forward. And that is the Pak Sao. It's a slapping hand technique to, to control someone's arm to hit them and go forward this way here. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it sounds yes. Like not painful. It sounds like it's not no. painful. Well, it, it, on the outside of the arm, it's not so painful. If you slap the inside of the arm, it, it, can, it can get pretty painful. I see. Uh, okay, so so now comes a, comes a difficult one. Um, this one is... Uh, Gan gan sao, gan sao meaning to split. Now this character is very 
difficult to find. And even within Wing Chun, sometimes they use a different one from what I understood that this means like to, to split something, but I'm not sure if that is accurate. Um, do you know about this one here? Because I know this is a kind of a difficult one. <laughs> Actually, I look for I look online. I was like, wow, they have no words about it. I just look for one dictionary and then I can't find it. But this character, uh, normally we would see is Zhong Gan Ge Gan. It will pronounce the first tone Gan. And also yes. the Gan also have two pronunciations. The other one is three tone is uh, Gan. For example, Lei Gan. Lei Gan, trying to like separate something. Yeah, so I guess here, if you told me the meaning, I guess maybe it will pronounce like the gan, the gan sao, not gan sao. Mm. Mm. Gan mm -hmm. is for a measure word for you can oh, that one. Yeah, Um. sorry, right. I just looked for one dictionary and then I can't find it. I said, oh, maybe I net, I want uh, Kung Fu Junior teach me this Cantonese because for <laughs> me, I never see this character in my life and also uh, I, I never go to learn some Kung Fu, so I don't know where's that. Yes, and, and the, the problem is that even in the Wing Chun books, sometimes they use a different character, sometimes they use this one, and but the problem is always because I, I can't find the correct um, like pinyin for this one in Cantonese, so I don't know what tone it is. I don't know because yeah, like you says, I see gan ke gan, right? It's like that gan, like like from time, but but it's it's a different character because you have the hands. But I don't know what the tone is supposed to be. So, um, but I know this is a very very tricky one. It's one of the most common movements. We we use it. It it, it chops down this way here to to if someone tries to punch you low, you can use this one to protect yourself. So it it kind of separates and cuts downward. Um, but the pronunciation on this one, I've always had a very, very difficult time figuring out. But I guess, I guess, you know, um, you know, once when you know some Chinese characters, you will find it so easy. I mean, once when you know some basic Chinese character, because you will find that, for example, this character, even though it's very difficult to type, but it has the part which is, uh, we have already seen this character uh, uh, easily. So this one, it will have two pronunciation, as I say just now, right? And then we just need to know like what these uh, characters means, well, sorry, what these expressions means, and then just use the uh, the normal pronunciation that is okay. Like right. I guess normally we don't have like a super way too far meaning or way too far pronunciation. So I think maybe here is like uh, gone. Maybe I will look for the dictionary and then maybe I will leave a comments down there to let you know what's the sure, 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 sure. Some sometimes I even think sometimes the Sifu they make up these characters a little bit too. I'm not I'm not entirely convinced that this these are like really old. Um, okay, now we come to the next one, a very common one, Foxao. How do we how do we say this one? Uh, Foxao. Uh, this one is uh just F U K O. UK plants like oh six tongue is oh so fox fox sao fox sao um this fox literally means like bend over bend over it's like the hand is like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh -huh. so yeah very good very good <laughs> yeah, yeah this is one of the, the 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 base yeah see there you go this is one of the basic cheese out techniques okay now the next one pan sao what about this one here. Uh, tans are first like tan. This is the way we tan. So it's like uh, tan is like spread out or unfold something. So tans are is like this. So it's like that. When right. we do the conference. yes, oh, yeah, perfect. Crazy. Just like that. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I always, uh, you know, because obviously as a Wing Chun practitioner, I know what this means for the technique, what it is, but. Um, when when would you use this tan character in like normal Chinese, like in a non kung fu situation? Is is this a common word? Yeah, like when when would you use this? Well, uh, we always use it. For example, um, <clears throat> like if you go to uh, camping with your friends, right, and then you bring your carpet, right, and then you have to unfold it, spread out. So tan hoi zhang, tan gan. Or we, we use it on, um, I always use it during the class. Like I let my students to open their book. Tan hoi bun shu, tan hoi bun shu. Yeah, we use the tan. 
Hmm. Interesting. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, so now the uh, the last one on the Wing Chun technique list is another famous one, Bong Sao. Can you talk about this one? So this one is like Bong, Bong Sao. So this Bong, um, we normally use it for like Kim Bong, Kim Bong, but that one is the written form for uh, shoulder or upper arm. So uh, actually we'll use like just Bok Tao, Bok Tao to, uh, to means a shoulder. Uh, this one, it will plus Bong, Bong Sao. Um, sometimes I will, I will pronounce this one wrong as well because we really don't use this character a lot. Yes, so it yes, yes. Like racing tone, Bong, Bong Sao. Mm. It's a se second tone, right? Bong, second tone going up, right? Okay. Mm, second tone. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, that's very good that you mentioned about it being the upper part of the arm because many Wing Chun people translate it to mean like, like wing, like the wing of a bird. And um, I don't really know where this comes from because whenever I look up this character, it always says it's basically the upper part of the arm. So it's like a hand technique where you use the upper part of the arm here. So that always made more sense, but most Wing Chun people say it's wing arm, but I never really thought that that made a lot of sense because the my Chinese word books, yeah, yeah, don't really say that, right? <laughs> okay, great. All right, so those were some Wing Chun terms. Now I want to move over to uh, something a little more in the entertainment world, talk a little bit about Bruce Lee. Uh, who is obviously, uh, you know, a very huge thing here in the U.S., um, as he is all over the world. Uh, so what I wanted to do was we already did his martial art right first. We already did Jeet Kune Do. So I want to go over his name and I want to go over for our audience some of the names of his movies because most Americans or most Westerners know the English titles of his names, but I want uh, of the names of the movies. So I want them to know the Chinese titles of the movies that he did. But first of all, I want to discuss what people don't know is that Bruce Lee basically had two names. He had his actual Chinese name and he had his stage name. Um, well, when he was younger, he actually had a few more names than that, but that's a different story. Uh, let's talk about his stage name, the name that he's mostly known for in in China's Lei Xiu Long. Um, so how would we say that? Mm, Lei, Lei Xiu Long, yeah. So Lei is a family name, Xiu is like little, uh, Long, Long. Everyone like this name is like Jagan, uh, Lei Xiu yes. Long. Yes, so this was his stage name for the movies. This is basically Little Dragon, but this was not the name that he was given when he was uh, born, his actual given name was Lei Zhan Fan, right? So can we talk about that one? It's called Lei Zhan Fan. Lei Zhan Fan. Uh, oh, Fan. Fan. Yeah, Fan is the fourth tone. Fourth tone. The fourth tone. tone. Got it. Mm, Lei Zhan Fan. Mm -hmm. Got it, got so, it, got it. You wish me to explain his name because for this three, like these uh, three names, I think the his name his first name don't have any like meaning for me maybe their uh -huh. parents know what's that mean for me i think i don't know what's the exact meaning so maybe they wish they will be uh, uh inspiring person that's why i think yeah so uh, i've i've read different things of course it's difficult to say because you know he was born in 1940 so who knows but he was born in san francisco so i heard that the Fun at the end of his name had something to do with him being in San Francisco. Really? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I mm -hmm. never think about this. Yeah, actually, right. you know, uh, here we have lots of uh, like uh, Bruce Lee's museum here in Guangzhou, yes. and also in his hometown is uh, Shandak. I'm from Shandak as well. Yeah, oh, okay. and then they have like a Bruce Lee's uh, like hometown is there, but I guess uh -huh. he didn't live there, right? It just he yeah it's just if his parents live there but yeah you have lots of this museum if you come to china make sure you visit all of them i think it's it looks fun it's the building they still keep the style uh of that age yeah yes 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 yeah i i, I was in uh fasan in uh, 2014 and I, at that time they had like two yip man tongs and like one or two Wong Fei Hong museums. It was it was really quite quite cool to be able to see all those things. Um, I grew up watching kung fu movies, so I'm also a huge fan of like all the Wong Fei Hong movies. Like I I love watching all of those. 
Um, okay, so now let's talk about the names of his movies. So his very first movie in English was called The Big Boss, but that is not at all the title in Chinese, which is Tong San Tai Heng. Can you pronounce that for us? Tong San Tai Heng Tong. I search online the reason why um, in like in America, they would call like Chinatown is Tong and Gai instead of saying like Zhong Guo Gai, right? So because uh, since Tang Dynasty, and then lots of people from China, they will uh, live in live abroad. They will maybe they will live in America. So that's why they will call themselves like Tong Yan, Tong Yan. So uh, here they would just say Tong San San, it means mountain. But actually, I don't know why they call it mountain though. And then Tai Hing, Hing uh, is refers to like big brother. It's like big brother, right. but it's in a written form. Uh, we would say Hing Tai, Hing Tai, Tai actually is um, a young brother, so Heng is big brother. So, so yes. can you tell me like what, what's the meaning of San here? Well, in 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 this movie, um, he uh, he the movie is in Thailand, and he comes from China. So the idea is that he is in an overseas Chinese because he is in Thailand. So um, and he came basically to save the day. So he's like the big brother from China. But I was always curious why. They called it Tong San. Like, why didn't they call like you know Zhong Guo? Or it's like Big Brother from China. Why, why they use this character? I think it makes sense. Like what you said, because Tong, like here in America, we have the Chinatowns, Tong Yan Gai. Um, but like the mountain part, I never quite understood. But it's like the Big Brother from China Mountain, right? And and it's it's <laughs> so it's, it's it's yeah, it's it is weird. And it's interesting because the Chinese title references the hero. But the English title, the big boss, references the villain, the bad guy. So it's not even it's it, it's oh. it's very weird. Yeah, it's very weird how they the, the translator that. should the translator should should be fired. <laughs> translator is probably very old or dead at this point. But you're right. Yes. Um, okay. Now his second movie is a uh, Jing Mo Moon. Uh, how do we pronounce that one correctly? Um, this one will pronounce like Jing Mo Moon. Uh, this thing is they have lost meaning so it means like be good at something and also means energy and mo is like martial arts moon is like door so i i forgot is it in moon is from it's talk about the story based in in japan uh well not not really actually this movie is somewhat based on a on a true story it's not really a true story it's it's uh, there was the first public Chinese kung fu school was in Shanghai, and it was the uh, uh, the the Jing Wu, in Mandarin would be Jing Wu Academy. The Jing Mo Taiyuwei was the first kind of public kung fu school where they taught martial arts, they taught uh, bodybuilding, Western sports, those kind of things around 1914, and so it was a real school in Shanghai. And this movie they told a story. Uh, that's supposedly based on that. And the story was that the, the Sifu, the founder of the style, was this great fighter. But then when he had the fight with the Japanese, he was killed because, of course, the Japanese tricked him and they poisoned him. And that's why they killed the Sifu. And then in this movie, Bruce Lee plays the Toudai, the student of the Sifu who was killed. So he has to fight all the Japanese to get the revenge for his Sifu or whatever. So it is a... It is a fictional story that is based on an idea that was partially true on a school that really did exist. But the story is, of course, completely fiction. Yeah. So, so is that one that they have famous lights come from? Is um, Zhong Guo Yan Mai Dong A Bang Fu? Yeah. Although he actually just says Mai Bang Fu, he doesn't say because the sign said Dong A Bang Fu, but he said Wa Bei Lei Ji Zhong Guo Yan. My bank fool, like that's what he he tells that to them when he ah. when he goes out there, right? And he says it like oh. it's a it's a very cool part because he stands up to the Japanese and it's like it's a, even when I watch it I still feel like goosebumps because he was it was like a very <laughs> really? kind of, as, yeah so as kind America of, you still feel like goosebumps yeah because yeah. <laughs> um, because he, the, the way that he said it and you know especially in uh, Hong Kong in the nineteen seventies it was only. Uh, a very short time after the the second war and so like the the it was really st 
a strong thing to say for for the Chinese at that time, and Bruce Lee was the one who did it. So I think that that was a, was a very cool thing. Hey, Kung Fu Genius fans. If you like what we do here, please consider supporting us on Patreon. For as little as five bucks a month, you'll get early access to episodes and other goodies not posted on the Kung Fu Genius channel. With higher levels of support, you can get your name in the description, a live chat with me, or at the baller level, you even get your own personal KFG episode with me as my guest. The link to our Patreon page is in the description of this episode below. Patreons have a direct link to chat with me and get first dibs on any questions for Ask Me Anything episodes. Click on the link in the description for our Patreon page for more information, and I'll see you on Patreon. Now we come to my favorite of all the Bruce Lee movies, which is Mang Long Guo Gong. So how do we pronounce this one correctly? Mm, Mang, Mang is like a silly. It's like some silly, it means awesome, right? And it's awesome means like uh, someone is really an, an energy. Energetic. And then long is dragon. Guo is like a course, go across, get across. Gong, gong is river. Um, I'm not sure this one, so this one literally means like um uh energetic dragon get across the river. But I'm not sure what this river refers. So this this river is really um he well the, the character is um he he plays uh a guy from the the new territories in Hong Kong. He's from I think he even says he's from Satin, but uh, of course at that time uh, Satin in the 1970s was like the countryside. Now you go to Satin in Hong Kong is very nice, but in the 1970s it was like the countryside. So he was like this country guy who goes to Italy. So he crosses over the the river, but really he's crossing over the sea from China to Italy, and then he goes there to help his uncle. And uh, and and he fights, of course, all the the Westerners and all the bad guys over there. So he's like the fierce dragon who crosses the river into into another country. And it's my favorite of all the Bruce Lee movies because it's the one movie that he directed himself. He also wrote it, and his other movies are very serious. But in this one, he has some comedy, and it's it's uh, I, I feel it's the most authentic of all of the Bruce Lee movies. It's my favorite. I will I will watch that one after after our meeting maybe. <laughs> it yes, interesting. yes. It's it it's uh it, it's really good. It's really good. Um okay, and then we come to um his next movie which ended up being um actually his last uh film. Um because the the next one we'll do the game of death. He never finished it, but this is the last movie that Bruce Lee finished. Uh, Long Zhang Fu Dao. Uh how do we say that one correctly? This is Enter the Dragon in English. So, so actually, first Long Zhang Fu Dao is like a Xing Yu, is like a proverb for us. So, Long is like dragon, Zhang is like, um, Zhang actually it has two pronunciations, Zhang or Zhang, it means have a fight with uh, each other. Um, so, Fu is tiger, Dao, Dao actually also means fight as well. So, Long Zhang Fu Dao. For me, literally, sorry, literally, it means like the dragon and the tiger, they fight with each other. So we will always use it to describe about two, um, two person or a two person to or two size, which they are uh, same level, uh, you know, the, the long is really um, awesome, right? And Fu is the king of the animal, right? So if they two fight with each other, it will be like a good prey. Right. Wow, interesting, interesting. Yeah, in English, that's called Enter the Dragon. By the way, I forgot to mention the English title of the two previous movies. Mang Long Guo Gong is Way of the Dragon and Jing Mo Moon was uh, Fist of Fury, just because I realized I had missed that afterwards. So, and yeah, Enter the Dragon, because in this film, you know, Bruce Lee is obviously the dragon and his uh, his enemy, which is played by the old actor Sekin. Do you know Sekin, the old actor? Um, he was like a, he usually, he usually played, he usually played in old Wong Fei Hong movies with uh, Guan Dat Heng. Uh, he was usually the bad guy. And so he's the, he's, he's the bad guy. So he's the tiger. And so like, you know, at the end they have their big fight. And so, uh, but it's also very. Long yeah. will be the winner, right? Yeah, of course. Bruce Lee is always the winner. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's also interesting too, because uh, so far none of these, uh, films, the English title has almost nothing to do with the Chinese title. Uh, they are very, very different. And now we have 
uh, the uh, last movie that he was working on, but he never finished it, which is known as The Game of Death. So how do we say that one correctly? literally means like death. Death. means game. So it's like the death game. So yes. it's the game which is very dangerous. Yes, uh, it's it's the 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 movie is called Game of Death. We only have his he only shot three fight scenes. It's the one where he wears the yellow tracksuit. Everyone always knows where he has the yellow uh, tracksuit with the black stripe. Uh, he only shot three fight scenes for that movie and he never finished the rest of it. And we don't really know exactly what the script idea was for it. So we're not 100% sure what the title is really supposed to mean. In the movie, he's supposed to be some kind of retired professional fighter. And then I think his sister gets kidnapped and then he has to go and rescue her and he has to fight up this pagoda but he never shot any of those scenes so we don't really know what's interesting is his original title was say mong thick yao hei that thick like uh is like the in mandarin like the game of death but when raymond chow released the movie in 1978 he took out thick and it was just Sei Mong Yao Hei, which is actually not Bruce Lee's original title. And I think it changes the meaning in English because one is death game and the other one is game of death. So it's like a, there's a slight difference in the translation there. It's interesting, I think, that Raymond took that character out of Bruce Lee's title and shortened it. I don't know why he did that. Of course, a lot of people have their own theories, but uh, who knows? Who knows? So just now you mentioned that um, you like the English English translation of the movie name is totally different from the Chinese name. So as you you know both language, which part do you like best? So I I like the I like the Chinese titles way better. I mean like the but it, it the problem is that if you try to say them in English, they would usually be too long because Chinese has the advantage that Chinese words are short. So, so you can have yeah. like a really cool title with many words and short, but if you, you know, uh, like for example, in English, we say way of the dragon, which is, which has nothing to do with the Chinese title, but it's a very cool name, but it would sound weird if we said the fierce uh, dragon crosses the river. It's just too many words. It's just too long. So I like the titles in Chinese much better, um, but in English, they, they, it, 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 it's too long, unfortunately. So before we go today, uh, we did Wing Chun terminology. We did Bruce Lee terminology. Now I just want to do just a couple like very general Chinese Kung Fu terms. And the first one I want to start with is the most obvious, which is Kung Fu itself. Kung Fu, how do we pronounce that one correctly? Yeah, that one actually is Kung Fu. Gong, no kung. Gong is start from G. Gong mm. fu, mm. first tone. Gong fu. Mm. Yes, uh, that's also a very good point that it should be pronounced like with a G sound, not with a K sound. Uh, the the K the K spelling seems to come actually from Hong Kong because uh, Hong Kong, uh, be, when it was a British colony, for whatever reason. The Brits, every time they hear a G sound, they always want to write it with a K. And that's why you see many, many Cantonese words in Hong Kong that should be pronounced with a G, they use a K. Even in, in my own Kung Fu family, uh, my Sikong, you know, my, my, my Sifu Sifu, right? When my Sikong wrote me an email, he didn't write it S-I-G-U-N-G. -G. He wrote it S-I-K-U-N-G. Because he's from Hong Kong, so they use that K spelling. So, uh, but it's it's not really accurate. It really should be a G sound. Actually, Bruce Lee was very smart when he came to the U.S. He actually spelled Kung Fu with a G. He didn't spell it with a K. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, yeah I always thought, thought that that was, that was really just cool. Credit. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, all right. So the next one is also very famous from Kung Fu movies and from Kung Fu history. It's the basically the Shaolin Temple. Now, usually in, in America, when we say it, we say Shaolin, which is from the Mandarin pronunciation. But in Cantonese, it would be a little bit different. It would be Siolam. And the temple is Ji, right? Siolam Ji. So how do we say that one correctly? Mm, so that one is Siolam Ji. Siolam Ji. Siu, um, 
is similar to the little one is seal. So this one, this one, seal and seal, they look similar. And um, seal, it means small, and seal, they have two pronunciations. One is seal and one is seal. Da seal, da seal, when we talk about the quantity, we will use seal less. Uh, so here we will say like seal, seal uh, also means like a small one. We will always have like seal lie, seal lie. Let's talk about where's that? It's like the how to say in English, do you know? She was like, yeah, she was like young. Are you talking about lie like oh, milk? Yeah, Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, the young, the young uh master. Yes, seal. Uh -huh. So this oh, okay. Oh, lie. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So 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 the difference. So when you say it for the temple. Uh, which seal pronunciation do you use for the young? Is it a second tone? Is it a third tone? Which is the correct pronunciation for the temple on the seal? Which one? Do you mm, know which one it is? That is seal, seal lam, zi, three tone, a three tone. Third. Mm. Okay, third. Okay, great. Good to know. Um, all right, so I had a few more written, but we are almost out of time. So I want to do one more. This is actually a phrase which um, is very common in Hong Kong. Um, because of uh, in the old days, especially in the 1950s, you know, or 60s, people have to learn Kung Fu very late in the day because, you know, in Hong Kong, they, they work all day. They work very, very late. So the only time they have to learn Kung Fu is like super late at night. And after they have their Kung Fu training, they want to get something to eat. But in the middle of the night, the only places that were open in Hong Kong were the places that sold Kanji. So there was a saying, which means like I've eaten kanji at midnight, but that means that I have practiced Kung Fu, at least in Hong Kong. Now, how do we say that line correctly? And have you heard of that line before? Yeah, of course. This one is quite famous and quite common. So this one is but normally we would say So I here means like a little bit. For a little bit ah. so i have practiced kung fu for a little bit so um i will kill you but i will kick your ass as <laughs> don't, yes, don't bully me so they will have this meaning mm. yes i love i love this line because this is so like you have to understand chinese culture for the line to even make sense because if you try to tell someone i'm going to kick your ass in english and you said hey man I've eaten kanji at midnight. The other guy would look at you like, first of all, what is kanji? <laughs> and what is it? Yeah. Why do why do I care if you ate kanji at midnight, right? And it's really interesting that that means something like that. Mm. So uh, Actually, very cool. There are more they are more like this, like Kung Fu slang as well, like Mao Kung Fu, right? Mao Kung Fu. Do you know that? Samgat like three legs? Yeah, Mao. And Mao like cat? Yeah, Samgar Mao Kung Fu. Do you know that? Three leg cat Kung Fu. What does that mean? I've never heard that one before. Oh, okay. So when we, for example, if um, I have learned Kung Fu for a few years, and then uh, Alice say, oh, your Kung Fu is quite good, Garia. And then, no, no, my Kung Fu is not that good. It's just like um, a three legged like, cat. Uh -huh. Yeah, we're not talking about it's it's like uh because you know that like uh the cats of course they have four legs but if like right. they have three legs it just means like this cat is not good at walking right so Got it's it. the same like, it's like kung fu if inside the kung fu right if there is some mao kung fu it means like uh i'm not that good at kung fu i'm just like bun tong shui like uh -huh. ma, ma. Mama Dela. <laughs> Mama Dela, yeah, just like that. All right, excellent, excellent. Wow, very cool. Wow, you taught me that one. That was really good. I like that one a lot. Uh, cool. Well, thank you so much, Gloria. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you taking the time to help the Kung Fu Genius podcast listeners improve their Cantonese pronunciation. Thanks for inviting me to be here. I learned a lot about Kung Fu as well. You know what? I also wanted to learn about Kung Fu, and there was a lot of Mogun here. But um, I will always be shy because here is like almost the kids we go to learn it. Sure. Yeah. So sure. it would be so so strange. But I I really like kung fu a lot because I when I do research about teaching uh, kung fu Cantonese and then I um search 
like Bai Ga Zai, that movie. Have you seen that movie? That's my favorite movie in the world. I've watched that movie、really? more time more times than I've seen、more、any than other Yipman, movie. Right? More Many than- more times than Yip Man. Many more. <laughs> It's my favorite movie. I love that movie. Yeah, for me, I never see Yip Man, but I I know actually because I I'm a girl, I'm not really interested into like action movie. So、uh, I just watched that one. I was like, oh my god, it's so great! It introduced lots of things like talking about before. I never know like Wing Chun because for me,、uh, I I thought it's a it's a guy martial arts, but they would say, oh, the reason why we learn Wing Chun, the reason why they create they found in Wing Chun because that is the、uh, kung fu to protect the woman. So that's why. For you, you have to put your hands here because to protect、yes. the woman's rights. Yes, yeah,、so、yes, yes. Know a lot, and then learn like the Basin Tai. Do you know that one? Yeah.、Uh, no. What, what? What is that? What is that? It's actually it's a table. It's a table、yes. squid. Oh, to yeah, to fight on the table.、Here. Yeah, they have to fight the table, and then they explain why they have to practice on the table, and then they、mm. just. Teach us lots of concept about it. So I think if you want to learn about kung fu, that one, and it 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 will be a good um introduction introduction movie to watch. Yes. By Gaza. Yes. Yes.、Yeah. Yes. And and by the way, before I forget the that it, we're talking about the movie The Prodigal Son. For those of you who don't know the Chinese title,、uh, one of the best and classic kung fu films. With Samuel Hung and of course with Yun Biu and my favorite Lam Tingying. I'm a huge Lam Tingying fan. He's one of my favorites, and he is so good in that role. You know where he plays the feminine Sifu, and he's so good. He's really really good. Yeah, I love yeah. that film. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming. This was a lot of fun, and、uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime soon. Yeah, sure. I would like to come here to learn more kung fu from the kung fu genius. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Kung Fu Genius. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the Kung Fu Genius. Hit that bell for notifications. And if you have any ideas that you want me to do on a future episode, go ahead and put those in the comments below. And as always, I'll see you guys next time. Technique speaks for me, not lineage. Forget Jet Li, 'cause I'm the one. Many call me Sifu, but to you I'm Sikung, and I produce masters. You surpass us. Your kung fu stiffer than corpse and caskets. City Wing Chun is the house I built. Violate the gate, and your blood gets spilt. Alex Richter, always the victor.